I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. The Ziggler Show, timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250 million people worldwide, inspiring true performance in your work and life today. Welcome to episode 303 of The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today's show focus is possibly Zig Ziggler's most famous message, priming the pump. But today, we've got a little twist for you. I have with me best-selling author, renowned life, career, and business coach, and the guy who introduced me to and taught me the message of Zig, my dad, Dan Miller. Many of you know him as the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. He's widely promoted by Dave Ramsey, Michael Hyatt, and other top thought leaders. And I'll tell you, uh, Ziggler's CEO, Tom Ziggler, who's usually co-hosting the show with me, but I know he's listening right now. He never misses an episode of my dad's podcast, which for those of you who are podcast listeners, go into iTunes or your chosen platform, type in 48 days or Dan Miller. You'll find him at the top of the business charts there. But I know him as dad. This is the guy who raised me up under the tutelage of the men who shaped his life, Zig and Carnegie and Nightingale and more. And then he ultimately joined them. We're going to listen to Zig's famous six minute clip here on priming the pump, then hear from my dad on how it influenced and continues to influence his life how he passes those principles on to others, but we're also going to address a very important question that he posed, and we actually posted it on Facebook just a while ago, and we've got some interesting responses we're going to cover, but here's the question. It was, is there ever a time to stop pumping? Is it ever okay to pull the plug and do something else, or does persistence always pay off? This is the question that Dan asked We posed it on Facebook. We're going to talk about it after this clip. Now, before we jump in, uh, first, Dan Miller, Dad, what ventures right now are you priming in your business? You know, I don't know that I've ever had a bigger year plan than what I've got right now. Dave, Dave, Dave Ramsey asked me recently if I was going to slow down anytime soon, and I laughed, and I said, boy, it doesn't look like it, but... We just released the 10th anniversary edition of 48 Days to the Work You Love. And with that, we're creating a whole lot of ancillary products. And my anticipation is, my priming the pump, is to get that out there, the seminars, where they'll be used in churches, universities, and other settings in a way that they've never been done before. We've got the brand 
recognition, 10 years of the book being out there. Now we're ready to really launch the backend seminar material that people have been asking for. Okay. Well, uh, and I'll tell everybody, we'll talk a little bit about it at the end of the show, but if you want to find Dan, go to 48days.com. And if you'll also add forward slash video, you'll go right to what he is working on right now. 48days.com forward slash video. Okay. We're going to play this clip from Zig. I think it's about six minutes. Talk a little bit about it, but then dive into this question. All right, so here we go. Hold on to your hats. I was going to start this thing with a little story I tell that didn't knock your hair out. But and you know what's interesting? Being that this is a live show, this is the first time this has happened, so I'm going to take pride in that. That was the wrong clip. Here we go with the real one. But there's one thing that we must never overlook. How many of you have noticed this old-fashioned water pump seated up here or standing up here on this uh, display? How many of you have seen that? Okay, can I see your hands, please? All right. I conclude with this because I believe it's the story of America. I believe it's one of the keys in thriving in any economy, whether you're the owner or the employee. I believe this is the key. A couple of good friends of mine, Bernard Haygood and Jimmy Glenn, out riding in the South Alabama foothills one very hot August day, and uh, they spotted this abandoned farmhouse. They decided to pull behind it and see if there was a well they could get us some water. Pulled in the, uh, in the yard there, and this pump, uh, this well had the pump on it. Bernard was driving, he hopped out. He ran over and he grabbed the handle of that pump and he started to pump. How many of you have ever used one of these old-fashioned water pumps? Can I see your hand, please? I, well, he had a pumping away, you know. And after a couple, couple of minutes, he said, Jimmy, better get that old bucket over there and dip some water out of the creek. We're going to have to prime the pump. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say you got to prime the pump? I just mean you got to put something in here before you can get anything out there. Well, a lot of people don't understand. Many times they stand in front of the stove of life and say, Stove, now give me some heat and then I'll put some wood in here. It doesn't work that way. Many times, you know, they'll go to the boss and say, Boss, I know I just started yesterday, but I found out long ago I perform better when I'm in control. Put me in charge. Oh, I know I don't deserve to be there. Don't know anything about your business, but I'm a fast learner. Just let me run things and I'll guarantee you I will show you some things like you have never seen before. It doesn't work that way. Suppose a student went to a teacher and said, Teacher, I know that I flunked every test this go around, but if I take a grade home, my mom is going to skin me alive. Pass me this go-round. I will study harder next go-round than any kid in this class. I'll guarantee it. Doesn't work that way. Can't you just see an old farmer standing out in the field looking up into the heavens and saying, Lord, I know I didn't plant a thing this year. But if you'll give me a big crop, Lord, next year I'll plant more than anybody. That ain't the way it works. You got to put something in before you can expect to get anything out. Well, old Bernard, with a pump in the way, it's hot, it's August. I mean, it really is one of those days where you don't want to kill yourself just working. You don't want to overexert. And after a few minutes, he said, you know, Jimmy, don't believe it's in the water down there. And Jimmy said, yeah, it is, Bernard. You know, in South Alabama, the wells are deep, and we're glad they are. Because the deeper the well, the cooler, the cleaner, the sweeter, the pure a better taste in the water is. Isn't that true of life? 
Isn't it true that those things which are difficult for us to attain, aren't they the things that we really value and treasure the most? I think that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for my career because it took me a long time for it to come about. But in the process, I was doing a lot of pumping. I was doing a lot of learning. I was doing everything I could. And the main thing is the dream never disappeared. What you got to do is you got to do a lot of pumping sometimes, folks. But the question is, how much are you going to pump for a drink of water? I mean, it's hot. It's August. And finally, old Bernard just threw up his hand and said, Jimmy, there's no water down there. Jimmy said, yeah, it is. Bernard, don't stop. Don't stop. If you stop, the water's going to go all the way down. And then you're going to have to start all over. We'll never know, will we? How many people stop a day short of the promotion that would have made the difference in their life? Over 98% of all of the scholarships won to college are either hardship or academic scholarships, less than 2% athletic scholarships. We will never know how many scholarships are missed because the youngster did not spend just 10 more minutes a day pursuing and studying and performing. We will never know what the other 10 minutes getting there before everything got so hectic at the company will make such a big difference in their life. We do know this. We know that if you will pump long enough, and hard enough and enthusiastically enough that eventually the reward is going to follow the effort and we know beyond any reasonable doubt that once that water starts to flow then all you got to do is keep a little easy steady pressure on it and you'll get more water than you know what to do with it. The basic problem is a lot of people get involved in a project or something you know and say well I'll give it a try, and if it works out, that'll be good. If it doesn't work out, uh, you know, I mean, I ain't going to kill myself doing it. You know what I mean? Folks, you can pump like this forever, and nothing's going to... When you get involved, get after that sucker, and then once that water really starts to flow, keep it gentle, mild pressure going, and you'll be amazed at what is going to happen. You know what I love about the story? It has nothing to do with your age, your education your sex, your skin color, your beliefs. It has nothing to do with all of them. These are the God-driven rights we have as Americans to work as long as we wish, as hard as we wish, and as enthusiastically as we wish to get the things in life that we really want. It is free enterprise at its best. I believe that those who keep pumping and keep doing the things we've been talking about, these are the ones who will thrive in any economy. All right. Well, that is, again, talk about a foundational uh, message from Zig. Now, first off, before we dive in here, we got a good-sized live audience with us now at ZigglerShow.com right here on Facebook. Feel free to hit us in the comments as we talk. Now, before we dive into the essence uh, of this message, just because it's interesting, uh, Dad, this concept of priming the pump isn't just theoretical for you, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Boy, that brings back so many memories just hearing Zig tell that story again. I reached over and grabbed my well-worn copy of See You at the Top just as he was talking and opened right to that story that I've been through so many times. But hearing him, you know, not only is the principle solid, but I was raised on a farm. I mean, I remember that actual example. I mean, we had a pump in the backyard where we would go out and 
pump that maybe up and down. So it's a very real metaphor for me. And so much so that just recently, and I don't know if I even told you this yet, Kevin, or not, but I bought one of those old pumps, those old metal pumps. I have it mounted on a washstand right here in front of the door to my office. So it's a daily reminder, not only of my days in the farm, which I really value those memories, but also of this story. Just priming the pump. Keep pumping once we start something. I love that picture. Okay, well, I got to tell you, and I did not have this plan for the show. It didn't dawn on me till just now, but a couple things. One, I have one of those two at my house. It was left on our property before we built our house. Uh, they had put a well in. Somebody had an old pump out there, so we have it as a decoration uh, and reminder as well. But this is something oh. you'll be interested to know. My dear friend and a guy you know well, Scott Stearman, who did your eagle sculpture uh, for 48 days, is uh, is giving us a proposal. We're looking at having a sculpture done of Zig with the pump that will be a monument to Zig Ziglar and for the Ziglar Corporation. That would be awesome. Isn't that great? I'm already envisioning some of the sculptures that Scott has done, like the fisherman standing by the boat and have Zig with the pump. That would be awesome. Well, I'll, I'll cool. send you. I'll send you the initial sketch up that he did. But man, I'm excited about that. Okay, so we are going to address the question that you posed and that we posted on Facebook about: Is it ever okay to stop pumping? But I do want to begin real quick with, and we didn't uh, we didn't prep this, so I'm going to hit you with this: just the idea of priming. Uh, in this clip, Zig said, "Isn't it true that those things that are difficult for us to attain?" Aren't they the things we really value and treasure the most? And, you know, I heard that and I thought, of course, anybody's going to hear that. Most anyone's going to hear that. And they're going to nod to this. But it's not the norm in our culture. I mean, we're more and more, I think, a reactive uh, safety and comfort driven culture. And priming is a, as, as Zig told us, is proactive. So just to hit that core essence of that right there, realizing that we're in a very reactive society, a lot of us are living very reactive lives, and then we hear this message that the first hurdle seems to be going from that reactionary uh, life to being proactive. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a tricky kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, anything that is outside of the norm, anything that's going to give us extraordinary success requires stepping off the beaten path and doing things that other people don't do. It's so It seems to be so attractive still to just kind of fall in line, do what's expected, clock in, clock out, get a retirement check. I mean, that that's but, but more and more people are saying, I just don't want that. More and more people are questioning the American dream. If the American dream means getting out of school, getting a job, staying there for 35 years, getting a gold watch, and then you know sitting in a retirement home, I mean, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, they're saying, I don't want that. And so they're, they're willing to be proactive. They're willing to step out and say, I'm going to do something different. Yeah, it may not get the approval of everybody. Mom and dad may raise their eyebrows, but by golly, I'm going to try something for the thrill of it and with the hope that maybe I can do something extraordinary and live an extraordinary life. Okay. Well, I knew you could hit that one on the fly because you deal with it every day with your audience, your personal clients, but yeah, I just, man, that's, that's such my a, kids, your kids. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Uh, going from reactive to proactive. And I got to say that's high on my mind right now. As you know, I, I came right here to, to do this live show from the hospital 
where my son, your oldest grandson, is in the hospital with some uh, continuing medical problems. And boss, I, I see that even there, that when you have things that happen to you, I mean, we do have things that we are an initial victim of, that it it, it seems like it even stunts that ability to be proactive even more. And I know there's a lot of people in the listening audience right now have had some harsh things happen to them that are happening in, to them right now. And it seems so relevant to realize that that can even uh, exacerbate that that aspect of being or that reality of being reactive. And we have we hear this message, and we got to realize ah we got to we got to really look at things differently and be proactive. It's a big deal. You know when there are when there are challenges like you have and we all have, it's easy just to go back to the status quo. I mean, it's kind of a comfortable resting point. Okay, it's just too much work. I'm just going to go back to the way things were. And we see people do that. And I see that a lot with people who were had a little bit of success and then they reach an obstacle, something happens. And more and more, and it really concerns me more and more, I see people who at that point just kind of give up. Say, okay, it's too much work. I'm just going to go back to do something normal. Not realizing that what they went through is probably a necessary step toward their ultimate success. Even the unfortunate things we have happened in our lives oftentimes initiate something in us that opens the door to what is our greatest contribution to the world. Oh, well, that's that's it's a huge statement. Again, folks, I, you listen to that, and I think it's, again, easy to nod our heads to, but boy, to really take that and digest it is a big, uh, it's a big swallow. It really is. Okay. Well, hey, so you posted this question now. So we've got that. So looking at this, this is something that proactive. Now let's say, okay, someone commits and they are priming that pump. They don't see results yet, but they are priming that pump in confidence and in faith. You pose the question then, in essence, is it is it then only about uh, persistence no matter what? And what we posted in Facebook was, is there ever a time to stop pumping? Is it ever okay to pull the plug and do something else? Or does persistence always pay off? Now, I immediately, when I read that, uh, Dad, that you posted, I thought of, uh, of course, our buddy Winston Churchill. Uh, you know, uh-huh. never, ever, 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 ever give up. And when you put, when you put in never giving up, never quitting, one of the first quotes you see pop up is you can never quit. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. And that was Ted Turner. So we see that and it seems so just, but you obviously have some thoughts in mind by posting that question. Now, do you want to, you want to uh, hit a couple things on that? Cause we do have some people who posted uh, their responses that we can hit as well. You call it. All right. Well, sure. I mean, I'm willing to jump in there. I, I think it's one of those old cliches that is really not true. I mean, we hear a lot of things like that. I mean, the customer is always right. Is that true? I mean, absolutely not. There's some customers that are idiots. You need to get them out of your life. <laughs> Run them out of your store. There's a quote so, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the same thing with Winners never quit, quitters never win. That's not true on either side. Winners quit often and frequently. I mean, you see entrepreneurs seldom do they achieve a great deal of success in the very first thing they try. Usually it's after three or four attempts. And a lot of times, you know, I see somebody start off and they start off with a landscape business and wow, they get a little success and then all of a sudden, they realize that anybody can get in a landscape business. You run by Home Depot and 
pay $400 for a lawnmower and you can put up a sign and you're in business. They think, how can I distinguish myself? Then they realize, wow, a lot of my customers would be candidates for a stamped concrete sidewalk or a gazebo or a water feature. And so they decide, I'm going to switch my business. Instead of just being in something everybody else is in, I'm going to quit the landscaping business and go in another direction. Well, a lot of times then people will look at that. And of course, that adds to the statistics the government gives us about, you know, four out of five businesses fail in the first four years and all that garbage. But a lot of times people just make a better decision. They decide this isn't working as well as I wanted it to. So I'm going to switch gears and do something better. I love those kind of stories. I look at things all the time. Everything I do is under the bubble. If it's not working well, it's going to get chopped yeah. and I'm going to open the door for something else. Okay. Well, let me pose something. And I do have to make a call out because uh, I bet I hear one of my nieces in the background there. Am I right? Oh my, can you hear her? <laughs> just, <laughs> just barely. Hey, I love it. This is candid live, uh, live TV. And as I have seven of your grandchildren in my fold, I know you've got a bunch of them, uh, there as well. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> totally sweet. She, she, she and her daddy just took mama to the airport and mama flew to Florida for a few days. Oh, beautiful. So, uh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, hey, so on what you're saying, uh, do I hear in essence, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and typing as you talk, would we say that, okay, you don't quit, uh, that, that winners don't quit going after and their commitment to that ultimate, ultimate goal and objective, but they may quit the initially chosen methodology? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not a matter of, of quitting and giving up. Oh, I'm never going to do anything, you know, fun. I'm never going to be, not at all. But if the path you're on isn't working well, I'm very quick to pull the plug on that. Now, I've worked with a lot of people, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs on this, and, and I actually create some guidelines for what I think this should look like. To me, in today's environment where there's so many tools we can use to accelerate success, and I, you know, and it may be different if you start a bowling alley or a restaurant or whatever, we hear these stories about, you know, didn't make any money, any real profit for five years, and then things really took off. And I know there can be situations like that, and I'm not, I don't want to give, a, I hesitate to give a cookie cutter plan. But in general, the kind of businesses that I see people starting, I tell them, if you can't duplicate your current or previous income within six to 12 months, then I question whether you really have a business or whether you have a hobby. And just be realistic about that. But there are a lot of people who after, I mean, we've had people who have come to our programs and position themselves as a coach. And after a year, you know, they're making $200 a month as a coach. And I tell them, don't do this. Stop what you're doing. I mean, go get a job, start another business, do something else. I don't believe that after that amount of time in something like that, if you've done things the way you should in the first 12 months, I don't think you're going to see a radical change in the next 12 months. And if it's working that poorly, stop what you're doing. Let's figure something else out. Okay. And I could also hear you saying, because you spend a lot of time doing this, if things are not happening that quickly, seek some counsel and ask why. Yeah, you better do that. Do that right on the front end. Seek the wisdom of other counselors right on the front end. So you get, give yourself as much advantage as possible. Yeah, don't stay under the radar and just kind of hope that things go. But but a lot of times, and, and again, with, with coaching or other things where people are perhaps leveraging informational products, they think, well, if I just hang in there, they think that time alone is going to increase their success. 
Time alone does not do that. Time alone does nothing. You've got to take specific strategic action to change the results you're getting today. It's like this, Kevin. If, if we know that you can go out here and if you knock on 23 doors and you're selling water softeners, somebody, statistically, one person out of the 23 is going to say yes and you can make $1,000. If you know that, then you can choose to knock on one door a day for the next 23 days, not knowing if it's going to be door number one or door number 23, or you can go out this afternoon and knock on all 23. So I'm saying once you start something, really get in the game, really give it your best shot. But having done that, if you aren't seeing significant progress in 12 months, then I question whether you're on a path that's going to work. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Okay. Well, hey, I've got to make a call out. We've got some heavy hitters in the live audience here. Philip Hatfield, part of the Ziegler team, uh, an author, speaker, a business owner and coach. He posted right here in the comments at ZieglerShow.com. He said, obstacles and barriers create opportunities for creativity, innovation, and new inventions to overcome the barrier. How's that for quotable? Uh, it's very quotable. I love it. They do. Those things that the average person sees as an obstacle as something that's going to stop them, 
somebody with a mindset like in this crowd, listeners and watchers, they're going to see that as, wow, I'll bet there's buried in that a new opportunity that other people are missing. All right. Well, I got to make a call out then as well to Billy Cox. Now, Billy, for those who don't know, is the he's he's the man behind the scenes to Ziggler's almost three million Facebook fans and growing every day. He is an incredible motivator himself, speaker, presenter. And he posted in here as a in a response to your question again about do we ever stop pumping? And he says, he said, no, persistence is never the complete answer. It is key if you are headed in the right direction. However, too many people are running east looking for the sunset. Well, there's a, I've not, (laughs) I like that. They're running east looking for the sunset and they confuse stubbornness with persistence. You have to learn to recognize if you're headed in the right direction. If not, turn around, or as we call it in Texas, uh, dismount a dead horse. <laughs> uh, I love that. And man, does that, I would have to say I can relate. Being a professional cyclist, there was a great benefit to endurance. And I found out that sometimes I might not be the strongest guy out there, but buddy, I'm going to suffer more than the next guy. You know, that worked out pretty well in cycling, but then when I jumped into a a marital relationship, wasn't very wise counsel. Uh, I think I was going East looking for the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that picture. Um, You live in Woodland Park, Colorado. I live in Nashville. If I leave this afternoon and I'm driving toward your house and about six hours out, I discover that I'm headed straight toward Houston. A lot of people would think, well, you got to go faster. You got to be more efficient, you know, more precise. But yeah, like Billy is saying, that's not the issue at all. If you're heading the wrong direction, being more efficient or going faster or more persistent is not the right approach. You need to change direction. So yeah. Hey, great stuff. Absolutely. And it reminds me, you have a story that you tell retail of the uh, selling watermelons. Isn't it along these lines? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's an old adage, certainly not original with me, but the guy who you know has a truck full of watermelons and he's losing 50 cents on every one he sells. So he gets a bigger truck. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to go any farther than that. But a lot of people approach it in that way. I, well, too, too many I, times do I use that when we're doing something, it's just not working. And, uh, yeah, man, my first reaction is let's go harder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, do here's more, a, what we're doing now. Here's another one from Jacob Salem, which is also a new team member with uh, Ziggler. He's one of our Ziggler legacy certified guys and part now of the Ziggler team and also participates here a lot on Facebook. But he said, I agree with Billy. Persistence is great, but not the complete answer. Having the proper goal and the right leadership is truly key. For me, the greatest way to move forward and get ahead is to learn from others' mistakes. I try to model those who have gone before me. I, I uh, say per, stay, stay in persistence in regards to work, but not re- necessarily in regards to method. Okay, I hadn't even read that before we started off there. So there's another one in staying true to the course, but questioning the methodology. Yeah, and, and surrounding yourself with people who can lead you in the right direction, that is so key. I mean, that goes back to uh, my original connection to Zig. You know, your connection to the same kind of materials there, 
That is so, so important. You know, a lot of people try to be successful on their own, and there's a lot of things that allow you kind of to operate in isolation today because you can be sitting in a cubicle somewhere or at your own home in the back 40 in front of a computer, and that's it, and you lose that connection with other people. Now, I like to work alone. You know, I'm not that much of a socializing kind of guy, but I recognize the power of being connected with other people, especially those people who are farther along the path that I want to be on. So I want to associate with people who are already performing at a level which I want to perform. And that has been a, such a significant factor in the things that I've been able to enjoy. You know, I look back in, in the front of this particular copy, and I've had lots of copies of See You at the Top, but I have this one signed by Zig, you know, where he used to come over at the edge of the stage and kneel down on one knee, and it was signed to your mom and, and me. And it's not dated, but based on my recollection and the copyright of the book that I have, I think that was in about 1979. I would have been about 32 years old. Wow. And I discovered this guy who told these wonderful stories that you could never forget. And here was an example of a guy who was so outspoken in his faith and yet so wildly successful in business. Yeah. And I thought, man, there's a guy I want to follow. Yeah. Because so many people that I saw, even at that age, were, that I saw as successful in business had really compromised or diluted or somehow distorted what I thought ought to be the kind of faith that I wanted to live out in my own life and the kind of family values that I wanted to have. So Zig really stood out in that space. And that message has been so strong yeah. since way back in those days. And I know it was years after that that I then took you as a kid to hear Zig for your first time. Hey, I have the faux leather blue goals planner somewhere in the mid 1980s uh, from you taking that. And, and interestingly, then as part of, yeah, my own fruition and benefit from you giving me exposure and ingraining me in Zig's messages, I got to speak and, and lead the Ziggler Success 2.0 show back in 2011. And at that time, I got an anniversary edition right out of their offices of See You at the Top, signed by Zig about six months uh, before he died. And wow. uh, I got it out just recently to give to Caleb, uh, my oldest son that we've been talking about, and your yeah. oldest grandson. Well, hey, let me ask you uh, a piece about this, because we keep coming back to, we have people have posted and mentioned this, and now you've talked about it about looking at where, the direction that you're going and getting counsel from those who have gone before you. I want to ask you about an error in that that I have done myself, where I have looked out at somebody doing something, going after uh, a product, a service, a message that I wanted to do, looked at what they're doing and said, okay, I'm going to be wise and do what they do, only to find out that their methodology was not a good fit for me. And let me take that another step further that I think sometimes we see something that somebody's doing and then we have to realize, you know, we have not quite the same skills, abilities, bandwidth, uh, margin, et cetera, as they do. So I, again, I'm just hitting you on the spot with this. Give us a little, little content on that where we do look at a model, but then we have to look and see, does that still fit us? Yeah, that, that's a great point because it really does have to be individualized. You know, just because Uncle Harry, you know, made a fortune selling shaved ice doesn't mean it's a good 
business model for you. A lot of people try to, and as much as I talked about, you know, model people who are already performing at the level which you want to perform. I mean in terms of success, character, integrity, and those kind of things, not necessarily in the specific thing they're doing in business. I mean, there are a lot of people who try to get into the space, you know, like Zig as an author, speaker, where those venues don't fit them well. They need to find what fits them well. In 48 Days to the Working Love, I talk a lot about, you know, what is your unique skills and abilities, your personality tendencies, your values, dreams, and passions. That creates a really clear focus by which we can then look at, okay, now what's an appropriate application for you in business or career? But at 85% of the success of having the confidence of proper direction in our career or business comes not from looking at what the opportunities are out there or who's successful. It comes from looking inward. 85% look inward. How has God uniquely gifted you, positioned you, prepared you? Then you can look at, okay, now based on what I know about myself, here is something where I could be wildly successful because it fits those things I know about myself. Okay. Well, and as you, you keep, con- you continue to come back about yeah, understanding ourselves, going deeper. And as you know, it is difficult. Most people have a difficult time taking knowledge, wisdom, and applying it to themselves. No different than we can go into a health club. This is one of my favorite analogies analogies because it's so tangible. We can go into a health club. Uh, they have all the equipment available. They have all the information available. We can find out is the wealth of all great fitness, wellness information uh, possible for free online. And yet generally when we make a commitment to our health, wellness, losing weight, gaining muscle, whatever it is, we walk in and we want what? a personal trainer, somebody to understand us, our context, our strengths, weaknesses, our abilities, uh, the, the amount of investment we have to make and say, how can I get results with that? So here we are talking about this Zig Ziglar, who uh, such a profound message impacted you. Now you've been delivering your own message for so long. Uh, I got to benefit from you and I'll, I'll call myself a third generation from that. But for people hearing this to be able to take action and get help in your personal individual life, applying what you're hearing, obviously here at Ziggler's, I'm a, a representative of these guys. Uh, so many opportunities. They got the U.S. tour that's happening right now, the Ziggler Legacy Certification. You can go to Ziggler.com, find out more about that. But right now, Dan Miller, my dad, who we have on the call, would you take a minute and tell people a bit more about what you have going right now at 48days.com forward slash video? You know, that is so new that I'm not even sure what we're going to see going through that. It's that new. It's today. To, and and what we're doing is we're really revamping. You know, one of the things that can really uh, hinder our success is to continue doing what we've always done. I mean, Peter Drucker talked about that before he died, that if you're doing the same things now that you were doing a year ago, you're probably falling behind. So I'm always looking at how can we change things and revitalize things. And we're just in the midst of really relaunching uh, the brand, so to speak, in terms of our visual website, the things we're doing online. It's going to be totally different than I've ever done before. So we've got some videos up there at 48days.com forward slash video. And it'll walk them through. There's three videos there that'll just walk them through what I think are the basic principles of how to understand yourself so you can position yourself for success. And then, of course, we do introduce resources, the new uh, 10th anniversary edition of 
48 days and other things that may help people once they know a little bit more about themselves so they can identify that direction. Okay. Well, again, I'm going to uh, 48days.com forward slash video. And uh, you want to see a, a rock star or somebody continuing Zig's legacy and message and expounding on that, please go there. And I'll tell you exactly what's there. Cause I went and I looked at it and you can sign up, give your email and you will get this video series. And it starts off. Yeah. Three key, key areas, seven ways to ensure job security, 10 steps to a true education and 18 keys to independence. And that one on independence kind of pulled out to me today as we're talking again about priming the pump and about the reality within that to be proactive, not reactive. It speaks to me of independence. You've got 18 keys to independence, specifically 18 traits of successful independent business owners and entrepreneurs. That, of course, sparked my interest. And so, folks, if you go there, just put in your email address. You can get that from Dan Miller, my dad, who we have here. Well, uh, just so many great uh, questions were posted. I want to pull one more out and just let you end us on this. It's from Cassandra Perkins, another Ziegler Legacy certified uh, guru out here. She says, I don't know if there's ever a time to stop pumping, but I do know it's never too early to start pumping. And boy, that again, how often do we see people putting things off and what's the old adage? Everything's going to take twice as long and twice as much money. I I mean, is is that something that you find yourself giving to your audience, your personal clients that regardless of where they are, what point of clarity and preparation do they need to be to start pumping? Well, that's an interesting question because personalities vary on that. Some people, you know, I talk to people who are writing a book as an example. I say, great, you know, how long have you been working on it? Oh, seven years. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Throw it away and start over. Uh, it's probably stale. So there ought to be reasonable timelines on taking action. So it's not just a matter of continue to, well, there's another great Ziegler story, Cooked in the Squat. That's, I mean, we see so many people that do that. They just start studying and researching and planning and thinking and dreaming and five years go by and they've never pulled a trigger. I'm kind of at the opposite end of that spectrum. I'm one of these, you know, ready, fire, aim guys where I jump into things long before I really see all the potential outcomes of it, but I figure I'll learn more by doing than I will about thinking or studying it. Now, we could talk all day about the American college system. That's another hot potato right now as well. But, yeah, I I think that, you know, when I tell people who are really struggling with, gee, they want to do something different, I say, give yourself 30 days. Of course, 48 days, you know, I've really branded that as a timeline to give yourself a little margin there. But I think 48 days is adequate time on any issue to assess where you are, get the advice and opinion of other people, do some more research, narrow down to the three or four best options, study a little bit more, choose the best one and act. And I think that has to do with whether you're going to get a new job, change careers, start a business, decide where to send your kids to college, what kind of car you're going to buy or where you're going to go to church. I don't care what it is. I think you can put it in that framework. Now that that has really been a powerful element in my business is that 48 days. And the reason I developed that 
Gavin, as you know, from way back early, I got frustrated and working as a coach with people who said, gee, my life stinks. And we'd map out, here's what you need to do to change your results dramatically. And two years later, I'd run into them and they hadn't done anything because they're waiting for all the lights to be green before they leave the house, you know, wait until the kids graduate, wait till they get the next degree. And those things just never were quite right to pull the trigger. So I'm really a stickler for the 48 days model. When I work with somebody as a coach, that's the timeline where I expect dramatic decisions and starting to take action to take place. Now, if somebody at day 49 is still doing the same thing they were doing at day one, I'll still love them, still be their friend, but I'm moving on because I like to work with people who do take action. So, yeah, the point is well taken that uh, you know, there, there needs to be a timeline there. And for me, it's 48 days regardless of what the decision is. And so in essence, are you saying if it's going to take if, – if, if the desire is true, it should happen within the pumping at least. The priming the pump should start within that time. If not – then do I hear you say, then you're questioning whether that desire is, is true, if it's strong enough to stick. That's right. Well, it, it may be, again, and I, I'm reminded as I talk here how much of my teaching comes from Zig, but he talked clearly about the difference between a, a wish and a goal. You know, wish, everybody has that. You know, I wish I made more money. I wish I had a better job. wish I could start my own business. But a goal means you created a plan with a timeline. So you can tell me that by June of this year, you're going to accomplish this. That's a goal. And that's a big, major difference. A lot of people are dreaming, hoping, wishing, and even praying, frankly, and nothing ever changes because they never move on to take that strategic action they need to take. Gosh. Okay. That's that solid. So folks, if you're hearing that, if it rings a bell, if he gets you inspired right now, again, I'm going to direct you to 48days.com forward slash video and see not, it's more than the latest and the greatest. It's today. He, he hardly knows the details <laughs> of what is happening with Dan Miller, one of the, the world's key purveyors of Zig's message and other incredible thought leaders, motivators, and world changers. And again, my dad, and I have to say here publicly, dad, thank you for taking the time to invest in me with the message of Zig and others uh, like him. I don't know if there's anybody quite like him, but uh, implanting that in me, letting me the, have the opportunity to apply it to my life, my my wife, my, uh, your seven grandkids that I have the honor of leading. And uh, it's, it's paramount. And it's also, I mean, my gosh, and here I am sitting here as the with the opportunity to lead and host this Ziegler show and have you on it. What a, what a gift. I know Tom is listening right now from his car on his smartphone, which I'll have to make a call at ZieglerShow.com. You can listen to that from your uh, smartphone on the go as we're live. And then of course the replay post right after that, but dad, thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks. Thanks for your investment in me, man. If, if you're out there and you're a parent, uh, here's a testimony from a kid give them these tools, give them this inspiration, give them this motivation. And, uh, and the best example that you can give them is to be that example, live it out, walk it out. It, uh, it's legacy stuff. Dad, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, there's so much we could talk about and I know we're out of time, but you know, you, you used to get your timeouts, your punishment as a oh, kid I, I know. was to <laughs> sit in a chair and listen to Zig Ziglar. 
we had audio clips just like today, audio clips from Zig, because we wanted you to have an attitude adjustment. We didn't need to beat your butt. We wanted you to have an attitude adjustment. As much as you and your siblings complained about it at the time, it's hilarious to see those coming back now. But I'm thrilled to see how some of those things took root and how you live them out today, Kevin. Oh man, I keep trying to wrap us up, but you know, I've got <laughs> I got little kids and and you know, I'm just thinking about that and thinking about, you know, we can laugh at that, but think about the messaging you pumped into my head in those formative years. Do I remember sitting there and being impacted by a message uh, right then right there? I don't know that I do, but now to know that those thoughts are just natural as they come up in my life. I mean, that's the that that's really along the lines of our charge to be, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, to be in the Bible, to implant those messages in, and they they come back and their power that they have, a supernatural power. So wow, uh, and it actually convicts me and think about maybe the next time out, I won't send them up to clean the rec room out. Uh, I need to sit them down for an attitude adjustment. So there you go. There's my there's my takeaway. From the day, Dad. Thank you. Thank you to all who are with us. Dad, stick with me. We'll, we'll we can hang out here. But uh, for our live audience, thanks for being here. Thanks for the comments that you all posted, and I hope that you get an incredible benefit and pass this on. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for tuning into the Ziggler Show. Sign up for new show alerts at ZieglerShow.com. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want.